Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Get Rich Slow Club podcast is a collaboration between Tash Edgman from Tash Invest and Anna Christina from Perla. The Get Rich Slow Club acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land we record on. From coast to coast, across land, waters and communities, we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Any advice is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives. So consider whether it's appropriate for you. Welcome to the Get Rich Slow Club podcast, where we take you from beginner to confident investor, where we can teach you everything you need to know about investing. So come get rich slow with us. Welcome. Today's show is all about superannuation, which is also referred to as super. It is a way of saving for retirement in Australia. It's mandatory for your employer to contribute to your super once you meet certain criteria. And at the time of recording, it's 11% of your wage. It's a very complex system, but we will break it down today. We got ourselves confused trying to even like write out this episode. So big thanks to Chris from Guideway who helped us make this all a lot more simpler. So stick with us. But before we get started in all of the detail of Super, we always kick it off with our money wins and losses of the week. And we're excited because we're going to share some of our community ones. So the first one we have, money win. Um, I opened a new high interest savings account with Macquarie Bank for 5.5%. I've been loving all of these high interest savings accounts at the moment. Do you know what yours is at the moment, Anna? You know what? I have nothing in a savings account because everything's in my offset. But the thing to note about this is that you still get taxed on the interest that you make off of your savings account. So it's just something to think about. Yeah. Mine at the moment, I think is the ANZ one, which is 4.5%, which is pretty good. But yeah, I don't have an offset. Yeah. It's just different strategies and priorities because personal finance is personal. (laughs) Another one from our community is a money loss. They bought grounded coffee instead of coffee beans for a present. I would be devastated about this as well. I don't know what the, what's the difference? What's wrong with grounded versus coffee? beans? Great question. Coffee beans usually are a bit more fresher when they're beans. And if they're grounded, they they're maybe have a different taste or they are not as fresh. Or the other thing is, if you don't know what kind of coffee machine someone takes, it might be grounded the wrong size and all of that oh, okay. affects the taste. Yeah, it, all, it affects the taste of coffee. 
And um, yeah, we, we I am definitely an love coffee. coffee person. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, you can't <laughs> say that. Coming from Australia, where it's like some yeah. of the best coffee in the world. I tried to when I worked at a ski hotel a few years ago. We were allowed uh, like free coffee if we made it ourselves at the coffee machine, and I just like could not nail it. It was always too bitter or too weak or just like gross. So it's not in my skill set yet. Maybe it depended on how well the coffee beans were ground. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just me doing it wrong with like the full like setup, and you had to like tap it in really nicely. I was giving in and out, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I'm not taking it. I'm bad at it. <laughs> um, next money win. I got a job offer and negotiated the salary to 15% higher than my current salary. That's wow. so exciting. Yeah. Congrats. Um, another loss. Someone smashed my car window and it cost $450 to repair. Oh, no. Sad. Yeah, sad. Uh, another loss. Realizing that we have to pay for airport long-term parking and it's expensive. I feel this one so much. Back when I was living in Perth, it would cost me around $90 to $100 to park for like four or more days. And when I was doing weekend trips quite often, like that really adds up. We had to do that on a trip as well because we have car seats for our kids and we don't have family or friends that could pick all of us up. So we had to pay for like a good month when we were in Canada. Yeah. I used to um, go away after work. So I'd work all day and then drive straight from work to the airport. So I didn't really have time to go home in between, but it was, yeah, got very expensive. Mm, brutal. And the last one that we have is I finally saved more than I spend. So got the bonus interest for my bank account of $300. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. That's a big win. Free money. Tash, I think you and I both have the same money win for this week. And because we are recording in the future, this might not line up for when when this gets released. But both of us got our dividends in this week, which is really exciting. Yeah, I love seeing them come in. Sometimes I forget that it's dividend time exactly. And then I'll get the little notification. It's like, oh, look, money time. Yay. Okay, let's start with choosing a super fund. Most people sign up with whatever their employer offers, but it is worth shopping around. When you're comparing super funds, you'll need to consider things like fees, risk and investment options, investment returns, and insurance. All super funds charge fees. You might see these as a dollar amount or a percentage or both. Generally, the lower the fee, the better. Fees are usually deducted monthly and also after an action, such as switching investments, which most people don't know about. Generally, you want to keep super fees under 1% a year. Super funds on CanStar's database charge on average between 0.91% and 1.21% of an account balance in fees each year. Let's imagine this scenario. You're 30 years old, earning $70,000 a year, and you've already managed to accrue $50,000 in your super fund. You're doing great. You've got your eyes set on the prize, planning to retire comfortably at 60. But here's a question for you. Have you considered the impact of your super fund's fees? It might seem negligible at first glance. What's a percent here or there, right? Well, let's delve into this. Imagine two super funds, both performing equally well, returning 8% a year. One fund charges you 2%, while the other charges you 1%. It may seem like a minuscule difference, a mere 1%, but over the span of your working life, that tiny percentage can make a big difference. To put it into perspective, in the scenario we just described, you could end up being $76,000 worse off at retirement if you stuck with the fund charging you 2% instead of 1%. That's right, a whopping $76,000. That is huge. It, it is. Just from the little percentage of 1% to 2% yeah. doesn't like sound a like whole, a lot. A whole year's salary from just one switch like that. Especially if your income is 70 a year, right? Yeah. And that's like before tax. So imagine, yeah, a year and a half of income. Crazy. You could run different scenarios on the Money Smart website. They've got a lot of calculators for this type of stuff. There's some great calculators on Money Smart. I love to hang out on there. 
Most super funds let you choose from a range of different investment options. If you haven't made a choice, you're probably in what's called the My Super option. This normally has about 70 to 80% of your money in growth assets like shares and property and the rest in defensive like bonds and cash. We actually talk about these different types of assets in episode two. Now, if you want to make a choice, most funds offer you a range of options to choose from, like high growth, balanced, conservative, cash, and ethical. It may be worth considering what investment option works best for you based on your time frame and risk tolerance. If you're not sure which investment option is right for you, many super funds offer free advice to help you choose. Let's talk about performance now. Compare your fund's investment performance over at least five years. You're going to be invested for a lot longer, but this is the recommended time frame on Money Smart. One way to compare is using the My Super Heat Map. Remember to compare like with like. For example, only compare a balanced option with another balanced option and try to use the same time period. Also, not all balanced options are equal. In some funds, they're 50-50 and in another, they're 75-25 when it comes to growth and defensive asset exposure. Also, it's important to remember that past performance is not indicative of future returns. I feel like they should just make all of the definitions the same across super funds. It would make comparing so much easier if you knew balanced was balanced and conservative was conservative and it wasn't all different underneath. It'd be easier, but, uh, mm. you know, I know. financial literacy is, uh, is what keeps people paying more fees and being confused, yes. which is yeah, why the we're super here. System. <laughs> yeah. Back to comparing, um, you can use the tool on Industry Super Australia's website. The tool is powered by Super Ratings, which is a leading independent research agency and allows you to compare all major funds and provides tailored comparisons to each person's circumstances, considering fees, returns, and insurances. Next up is insurance. So before moving super funds, it's important to check if you have any insurance cover already. There are three main types of insurances in super, life insurance, total and permanent disability, also referred to as TPD, and income protection. When comparing the default insurance offered by super funds, you'll need to consider their premium rates, the amount of cover, and any exclusions or definitions that might affect you. We'll do a separate episode in the future on insurances because there is a lot to unpack. It's worth considering seeing a financial advisor to sort out your insurances. Often there is no upfront cost to you as they may receive commission from the insurance providers. If you can afford to pay upfront, make sure to discuss this with your advisor as the advisor can turn off the commission to reduce the cost of your insurance. That's a great tip. This is definitely on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about concessional versus non-concessional contributions. This can be quite confusing, but we'll dive into it. But just for your reference, concessional is pre-tax contributions and non-concessional is after-tax contributions. So in regards to concessional contributions, again, the pre-tax contributions, this is the money your employer adds to your super on your behalf, also known as superannuation guarantee, and any voluntary contributions you make that you claim a tax deduction on. Then there's after-tax contributions. This is when you make contributions to your super fund from your after-tax pay. These payments are again called non-concessional contributions. That's because you have already paid tax on the money. You may be thinking, why bother adding more to your super? Well, adding our own money can make a massive difference in your retirement nest egg. Remember that example from earlier? If they salary sacrificed $5 a day, this would mean $77,000 more for their retirement. And you use the term salary sacrifice, which we didn't discuss yet, but that is also a pre-tax concessional contribution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many words. The jargon is really unreal they don't make when it, it comes to personal yeah. finance. No. I like I kind of know this stuff in theory, but sitting down to write it out in this way has been so confusing because the more you look into it, the more you're just like, why are there so many words with the same thing? Yeah, what why concessional 
pre-tax salary sacrifice. It's just a way to continue to confuse us.、Mm-hmm. But we're working through it. For each of these types of contributions, there are caps and limits that apply. So depending on which you choose, and a variety of factors, including the type of contribution, your age, your super balance, all of these can affect the cap. But we'll talk about this shortly. So now let's talk about tax. How much tax you pay on your super contributions and withdrawals depend on your total super amount, your age, and the type of contributions or withdrawals you make. So let's start with how your super contributions are taxed. Money paid into your super account by your employer and salary sacrificed, also known as concessional contributions or pre-tax contributions, are taxed at fifteen percent. There are some exceptions to this rule. If you earn thirty-seven thousand dollars or less, up to five hundred dollars is paid back into your super account through the low-income super tax offset. If your income and super contributions combined are more than two hundred fifty thousand. That would be the dream. I'm waiting for that day.、Um, you'll pay something called a Division Two Nine Three tax. This effectively increases your concessional contribution tax rate to thirty percent. If you make contributions from your after-tax income, known as non-concessional contributions, you don't pay any contribution tax. For a lot of us, making what's called concessional contributions to your super fund is a popular choice. Why? Well, when you voluntarily put money into your super fund, you might qualify for an income tax deduction. In simpler terms, you could get some money back at tax time just for adding to your super. It's like a small thank you from the tax office for thinking ahead and saving for your future. And here's the icing on the cake: these tax benefits really kick in when your personal tax rate is higher than the 15% rate that applies to concessional super contributions. So, if you're in a higher tax bracket, putting money into your super could be a smart way to save on tax and boost your retirement savings at the same time. Now, you may be thinking, why use super to save for your retirement? Well, superannuation provides you with tax benefits most people won't achieve investing in their personal name. The maximum tax rate on investments earning within super is fifteen percent, and capital gains can be taxed as low as ten percent if the asset is held for more than twelve months, thanks to the twelve-month capital gain tax discount rule. I've never really thought about it in this way. Like, I obviously knew there was the tax benefits for putting money into super, but I didn't really think about how tax effective the investment earnings were inside super as well. So this is definitely something I'm going to have to look into a little bit more. There is so much nuance when it comes to super. Even just writing this episode today, I think we've both kind of learned a few interesting things that we thought we knew, but it's just so complex. Yes, we're going to do some episodes. Like, come with us to sort out our super and insurances. Just wait、yeah, for those.、Yes. Um, when you go to access your super after age sixty, you can tap into it tax-free, which is pretty cool. You could choose to withdraw it or move it into what's called an account-based pension. Account-based pensions are really great as any investment return you achieve is completely tax-free. Like I didn't even know that was an option. Like obviously, I knew it's tax-free when you get it out, but to continue having investment returns tax-free as well, like you can't get that anywhere else. Everyone's financial situation is unique, especially when it comes to tax. We recommend you get financial advice before you decide to access your super. So let's get back to super contributions. How does money go into your super? Most likely, you're eligible to receive super from your employer. Even if you have a casual job, you'll likely be getting super. At time of recording, your employer must pay at least 11% of your ordinary time earnings into your super account. This payment is called the super guarantee, but is also referred to as employer contribution or compulsory contribution, which is confusing for no reason. So please stick with us. To know how much super your employer is paying, you can check three places: your payslip, 
or the MyGov account or your super account. Your employer only needs to pay super into the super account once a quarter, so every three months. And the federal government is changing this, though, making employers pay super the same time they pay your salary. It's good this is changing because if you think about that money just sitting there for three months, you're missing out on all those returns and good dividends you could be getting. What about before that? Yeah, it used to be every year, wasn't it? Where a whole year's worth of money would just be sitting with your employer until they wanted to pay it. And you're just missing out on that compounding interest that's happening. So I think this is a great step forward. Definitely. So can you make extra contributions on top of your employer guarantee? Sure can. You can do this by making extra payments into your super fund. Even small amounts add up over time and compound over the long run. These extra contributions are also referred to as voluntary contributions or personal contributions, just to add to the long list of lingo. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're on a low income, you may be eligible for extra contributions from the government. Generally, making extra concessional contributions is tax effective if you earn more than $45,000 per year, because that's when you get into the over the 15% tax bracket. However, there's a limit to how much you can contribute. The total per financial year is currently $27,500. This is the combined total of your employer and your concessional contributions. Some people can tap into their unused concessional contributions from previous years. This is known as catch-up concessional contributions and requires your total superannuation balance on June 30 of the previous financial year to be below $500,000. You can carry forward any unused concessional contributions from the previous five years. Oh, what a mouthful. So just going back, the concessional contributions are the pre-tax contributions. Mm -hmm. Catch up concessional contributions, again, the pre-tax ones, tend to be a popular strategy with those with big one-off tax bills, for example, from selling a property or selling shares or receiving a redundancy. So what happens when you go over that cap? Well, the ATO sends you a letter. They give you the option of converting it to a non-concessional contribution if you can or withdrawing. So back to after-tax contributions. Have we lost you yet? Hopefully not. This is when you make contributions to your super from your after-tax pay. If your total super balance on June 30 this year was less than $1.9 million, that's quite high, feels quite far away, you can make up to $110,000 in after-tax contributions this financial year. There is also something called the bring forward rule, but we won't go into that today. I feel like we've covered a lot already. When it comes to super, there are some benefits you may be eligible for as well. If you are on a lower income earning $37,000 or less, you may be eligible for a low income superannuation tax offset of $500 per year. The ATO works this out for you. And if you're eligible, they'll pay the money into your super account. You don't need to do anything. 
If you earn less than $58,445 before tax in the 23-24 financial year and make after-tax super contributions, you may be eligible for a co-contribution from the government. The government will work out how much you're entitled to when you lodge your tax return, but you could get up to $500, which is pretty cool. $500 of free money. If you're eligible, the government will pay the co-contribution directly to your fund. Then there's also spouse contributions. The spouse super contribution provides the ability to pay money into your partner's super from your after-tax income. This is a great way to support your partner's retirement savings. Not a big fan of the name, spouse, partner, whether you're de facto, this is covered under that. Oh, interesting that it's de facto too, but they call it the spouse contributions. Another confusing layer added to it. Yep. Well, you know, not everyone is a spouse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to contribution splitting, which is another thing that you can do, you're allowed to transfer 85% of your pre-tax super contributions to your spouse's account. This includes superannuation guarantee and voluntary contributions. And there's a long list of criteria you need to do in order to satisfy this. Next, we have the first home super saver scheme. This scheme allows you to make voluntary contributions to your super account to save for your first home. You can add up to $15,000 to your super account each year under this scheme. You can keep doing this every year until you've added $50,000 over multiple years. When you're ready to buy your first home, you can then apply to the ATO to get this money back to you. You must receive what's called an FHSSS determination from the ATO before you sign your contract. You get this after applying to the ATO to get your money out. If you don't do this, your money is locked away until retirement, so make sure you follow the process. In fact, I've got a funny story about this. I was putting money away for the first home super saver scheme, and I was very excited. We finally got a place, and then we signed the contract, and I realized that I forgot to release this money. Oh, no. And I was devastated. So what I quickly did is I released the money, messaged the realtor, and said, can you guys please change the date till tomorrow? So they had to go (gasps) back to the people selling the house, and they had to re-sign the contract in order to be... In order to have the dates one off. So I was very worried that I wasn't going to tap into my first home super saver scheme. Yeah, that's a bit terrifying how not easy it is to get it out. If that's money you've saved for your deposit, you sign the contract and then you just can't get the money out because you've slightly messed up the dates or something. It's scary. It's easy to get out. It's just that I didn't do my due diligence of doing it ahead of time. There's a time frame that you can take it out prior to looking for a property, but I wanted to wait till the very end so that I could maximize any type of interest that I was earning on my money and my super. So I was trying to be strategic. It's just that in the heat of the moment, I completely forgot. So don't do what I did. Yeah, <laughs> Make sure to What's get that money on? out. <laughs> I didn't use this because I bought my apartment like kind of impulsively a few years ago and I didn't know this much about this back then. But it's definitely something to look into if you've got the time to save and see if you're eligible and do all the criteria things. Back to super though. If you're not sure which contribution strategy may be right for you, give your super fund a call. Most offer free advice to help you grow your super for retirement. I didn't know this until recently, actually, that super funds can give free financial advice to members. So it's a handy thing to go and ask them about. That's something I accessed when I didn't know anything about super when I first came to Australia. So definitely worth talking to your super. What kind of things did they help you with? Just trying to figure out the fund that I needed and answered any questions I had around fees because I had no clue. (laughs) Yeah, because they make it confusing. That's good that they helped though. Mm -hmm. So when can we actually get our super out? Super may feel like a long time from now, but it's really not. So let's discuss what you can expect when you are ready to access your super. You can get your super when you reach your preservation age. This depends on when you were born. And for the large majority of us, it's age 60. I always think of preservation age like preserved jam jars. 
I've been playing Stardew Valley and one of the good ways to make money is buying preserve jars. So now whenever I hear preservation age, I just think of jam and fruit jelly. Oh, that's hilarious. The main scenarios when people access their super are between the ages of 60 to 65 when they change jobs or cease employment with an employer. You can access all of your super you've accrued at this point. I didn't realize how it was actually quite easy to get your money out at 60 just by quitting a job or changing jobs. Like I always thought that my super, I wouldn't be able to get it until quite later because I didn't think I would retire. This is a fun fact to know that you can get it out at 60 if you kind of know the criteria, I guess. If you are between 60 and 65, and if you are still working, then in transition to retirement, also known as TTR, is an option to tap into up to 10%. The other is age 65 plus, and you can access it at any time then. There are some circumstances where you'll be able to access your super early. For example, if you're unable to work or need to work fewer hours because of a medical condition, if you're experiencing severe financial hardship, or if you have a terminal illness or injury. A lot of people access their super early during COVID. Yes, I actually did this. Oh, why? Um, I, what was this, like three years ago? I was made redundant from one of my jobs. So I met the criteria to get money out of my super. Um, so I took it out and then invested it myself into my share portfolio. Interesting strategy. I was also going to access my super for a surgery that I had planned, but I decided not to. Oh, why not? I was just thinking about compound interest, (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest. (laughs) So it's interesting that we both had the option and used it for different strategies. Yeah. Well, I always saw super as such like a far, far away thing, especially when I was like, what, 21 or 22 when COVID was happening. Um, So I was like, yes, if I can take it out. And I also like, I was buying my apartment then as well. So I had the money if I needed it to access it, but also just having it like in my own investment portfolio seemed a lot more attractive to me. But this isn't something you should take lightly. You have to really think about whether you want to take money out of your super or not, because it will impact your retirement. Um, If you need assistance to access your super early, you can chat to a financial counselor. They're free to access in Australia. I think that's it it. for, yeah, (laughs) we survived. How are you feeling? Yeah. My mouth is very dry from Mm -hmm. saying contribution, 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 concessional contribution, -contribution. -contribution. first home super saver scheme. Oh my gosh. But with the end of every episode, we have some actionable steps. We have some super steps, some super saver steps. (laughs) Yes. So actionable steps. Step number one, check your super to see what type of fund you're invested in. When we refer to type of fund, we're saying, is it a high growth one? Is it balanced? Is it conservative? Um, On your super funds website, you can go through the different options and the recommended timeframes. And especially if you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you've got a long, long time horizon still. So have a look through those recommended timeframes. The next one is check out how your super fund compares using the super rating comparison tool on the Industry Super Australia website. I haven't actually looked at this one yet. I've looked at the My Super Heat Maps before and things like the Fat Cat Report, but this is a new one to me. But Chris from Guideway highly recommended it. So I'm going to go have a look. And the third one is check your super fees. Remember our example from earlier on about how much of a difference it can make, just that 1%. So definitely have a look at your fees. And that's all. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please rate us five stars, write a review, or share with a friend. If you're new to investing, make sure to listen to our first 10 episodes. Follow us at Get Rich Slow Club or Tash at Tash Invest or me at Anna Christina. This show was brought to you by Natasha Edgman, who is an authorized representative, 12-99881 of Guideway Financial Services, AFSL 420367 and Perla, who is an authorised representative, 1281540 of Sanlam Private Wealth, AFSL 337927. 
Knowledge is power, especially when it comes to investing. So make sure you check out our financial services guides and read the product disclosure statement and target market determination for any investments you're considering. See our show notes for more info. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.